1: Welcome back to our big broadcast. We are live coast-to-coast and border-to-border on iHeartRadio. Nation-to-nation over there at JiggyJaguar.com. That's dot rcom Judge Jeanine Pirro coming up here in just a few moments. But before we get to her, we have got George Santos with us today. He joins us live here on our big program. And uh, George, we've, we've, we've talked to you before with, uh, with Dan Bergens and a few others. And uh, I wanted to get you back on today because one, one of the big issues that is uh, going on is this uh, coronavirus situation and the fact that uh, President Trump got covid uh talk to us a little bit about recovering from covid during the campaign absolutely so thank you for having me Uh, yes great to be
0: back uh so a lot of people are asking me this here's here's how it goes i was diagnosed with covid on the beginning of March I came I became sick on the 7th I was ambulanced into the now famously known hospital Elmhurst Hospital in Queens which was the only only hospital seeing COVID patients at the time yeah um I was my diagnosis came back positive on my test came back positive on the 10th at that point I had already been quarantining and in and, and very bad shape so I I suffer of bronchitis I am about 35 40 pounds over you know desirable weight according to my doctor i i begged it (laughs) for so so essentially what happened was i i had it rough there was no studies there was no hydroxychloroquine there was no cocktails there's nothing really available to me other than control your fever at home and if you get worse come back and we'll look at you know other options and we know what those options were they were intubating people and putting them on ventilators by default thinking that that was a remedy and then that was highly proven to be not the case for a lot of patients that you know unfortunately we didn't know then what we know now now in contrast i also had months before election day and i got a chance to get over covid and plan ahead for a hybrid campaign versus a more traditional on the ground campaign at the time. So I went through this hybrid moment and then slowly we started transitioning back to a traditional on the ground campaign, but even more of a hybrid still. Um, Unfortunately, the president, um, although has the power of the incumbency, has the years of the networks, he's only 26 days away from election day. The way to do it now is to just Create, he needs to show some vulnerability. He needs to bring that to people and remind them I too am human. I too contracted this virus and I did not let it take over my life. So do not live in fear of COVID. Do not live with the fear of COVID anymore. We and and I know it's a little a little presumptuous to call the cocktails cures. They're 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 treatments. They're definitely treatments, they're not cures, but He's he's forty he's forty-two years older than I am. Yeah. And he's slightly overweight himself. And I don't know about his you know, if he has pre-existing conditions. I did. Right? I was a prone candidate, but I ha- a pro candidate for the virus. But I, I'm young. I'm thirty-two years old. Now here's a guy that's forty-two years older than I am and is slightly overweight, is not sleeping a lot because he's a president of the United States. Yep. And five days into the virus, he looks great. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he looks phenomenal now a lot of people are, are starting to talk about the message he left out yesterday on social media he sounded tired he was gasping for air hey you know what it's a pulmonary issue yeah right? your, your 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 respiratory waves are are going to be compromised to an extent so let's not try to poke a, and, and and poke at the fact that he's wearing more makeup than usual to cover up that he looks bad and all of that but hey look you lost some weight so did i so, if, if there's a you always got to look at the upside of every issue, right? No matter how bad the situation, look at the positive. He lost weight. so did I. It was great, you know. Unfortunately, the the virus is out there; it's dangerous. President Donald Trump has the advantage now to talk to people at a very personal level. I would suggest, and I've suggested this in, in several different outlets. The president should be connecting with the American people at the most basic human level via Zoom or whatever kind of virtual thing he wants to do and take questions and just really, really be available to the people. I think it's the best way to show them I'm human. I'm the president of the United States. I caught COVID despite all the, all the bubbles that are around me to prevent that from happening. And I'm still here fighting for you. I fought through this virus and I'm gonna fight for you to fight for it as well. So I think he has a great opportunity there. Look, for me, essentially, uh, and, and I'll put it this way to you, yeah. my, income, my incumbent opponent has the power of the incumbency and the, the power of name recognition of 30 years in the public eye. I'm a 32-year-old guy. I was two when he started his political career. Um, I don't have that benefit. So for me, yeah, it hurt me, but you know what's the beautiful thing? I have the support of the people. I have the police backing me. The entire police force of Suffolk County, most of the police force in Nassau County, and some of the police force uh, unions in New York City have endorsed me. They've embraced who I am and what I stand for, and they are bestowing their trust on me to go fight for them and for all the people. So I have the people's backing. I don't have the power of the incumbency, but I'm very confident and very positive that the message that I'm putting out there resonates. And I, I think that's, that's what the President should be doing in Aviv.
1: That's fantastic. It is George Santos. He's with us today here in a broadcast. Of course, uh, NY3 congressional candidate George Santos recovered from COVID 19, and uh, he's with us today here in a broadcast talking a little bit about what it takes to campaign during uh, something such as this. Uh, if you want to get more information, you can go over to georgeforny.com. That's georgeforny.com. And uh, so, how is the campaign going, my friend? Well, look, you know that's the best part of this campaign has been is that even
0: in a crazy year of what people have now come to say it is what it is um, of 2020, in not a traditional um, political scene, uh, the environment is very volatile due to this virus, due to the economic impact that it's taken on um, most of our country. However, um, I've been really, really pumped to see the ground game, the effort, the excitement of the constituents. People are dying for change. People are dying for to, to get their get their lives back. Here in New York, for instance, my district is largely Jewish and we're now at at, at the mercy of a governor who wants to essentially shutter religious gatherings more than they already did. You know, I have the bishop of the Queens and Brooklyn, Archbishop Nicholas, had to put out an enormous statement yesterday because he's, he's had it. And, you know, the, the, the Jews in, in my—the Jewish community in my district, they're being, you know, dispersed by the police at the orders of de Blasio. I don't blame the NYPD for what they have to do right because they're following orders and the word on the street is that if they don't do it they get suspended with no pay and and all sorts of crazy kooky threats come from this mayor and 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 it comes from above too it comes from the governor so we're fighting for our freedoms here for our basic constitutional freedoms people want this has to end people want to go back to their lives they want to be able to worship their their gods their religion they want to be able to congregate with their friends and and uh, you know government has to stop controlling the people and trust the people. Let the people make their own decisions. You know, people we we are able to make our own cognitive safe decisions for ourselves. I know people who don't wear masks. I know people who wear masks at home. You know, and and if that's what you think is best for you and your family, more power to you. I support you. You need a box of masks. I'll try to get you one. You know, that's how I think about it. You don't want to wear a mask. God bless you. Just don't go into establishments because they also have the right to refuse you to not wear a mask and, and, and so on and so forth. And we keep going. But this mandate, this uh, this mandatory lockdown mandate, geo-targeting specific religious groups as they are doing in New York, every single zip code that has now been put up on the hotspot are predominantly Jewish neighborhoods. This is not even in my district, but I'll, I'll give you an example. Williamsburg, Forest Hills, Regal Park, all in Queens and Brooklyn. Those are predominantly Jewish neighborhoods. And I think it's absolutely insane that we're sitting by and seeing this form of anti-Semitism grow and curb the Jewish people to their freedom of celebrating their holidays because of political warfare. This virus has been overly politicized, and it's now become a political warfare.
1: It is George Santos. He's with us today here in our broadcast. And as we wrap up here with you, my friend, because I know you've got some events you've got to attend this morning. Uh, as we wrap up here with you, how do people get in touch with you on social media and the website, everything else? It's it's simple. You can look me
0: up on Instagram, Santos for Congress. Uh, You can look me up on Twitter, Santos for Congress, and you can look me up on Facebook, George Santos for Congress. It's it's an honor to talk to people. I get calls from people from other states that are not in my jurisdiction. They send me five bucks, they send me ten bucks, and he said we like who you are. You you know, you're exactly what America is about. I'm a first born generation American. My parents were immigrants to this country. They came here in in search of the American dream. And here it is, their 32-year-old son, an accomplished businessman, a financier, and running for U.S. Congress. That was never in the cards for me or for my family. And today I'm proud to say that I represent that class of immigrants who come here, work hard, and do it by the book, and... Reaps the rewards. I think that that message alone reminds people there's still hope, and I want to keep fighting for that hope for everybody. And you know, feel free to feel free to reach out to me on all platforms of social media. Go on the website george4ny.com, and that's George F O R ny.com, And you can send a message. I'll call you. My staff will call you. We're very hands on and we like to be in touch with the people. And you don't have to be from the third congressional district. And if you want to come and volunteer, sign up on the website, request a lawn sign. We're happy to have you.
1: Fantastic. Well, George, I know you've got to go, so I've got to cut it short, but uh, I appreciate it, sir. Thanks for doing this. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Look forward to being back with you soon. Thank, Thank you. you, my friend. There he goes, George Santos. And there we go. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs>